most people think they know all they need to know about Christian rock. Whether you think it's cheesy propaganda pretending to be cool, or if you think it's the only pop music unsullied by worldly vices, you'll find something to love on Rock That Doesn't Roll. I'm Leah Payne, author of A History of Contemporary Christian Music. And I'm Andrew Gill, a public radio producer who grew up on Christian rock. On Rock That Doesn't Roll, we're talking with people who loved Christian rock in its peak era and learning how it affected them as they grew up. Listen to Rock That Doesn't Roll wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, okay, there's this story that is all over the internet right now. I don't know about you, but everyone is talking about it in my feed. Unfortunately, we don't have the room to get into it on the show this week, so we're going to do it right here on the podcast. I got two words for you, pal. Cat. Williams. It seems to me, Kat, that you had a lot to get off your chest. No, no. You wanted to set the record straight. If you give a liar a platform to lie, then I'm not being messy by saying, hold on, that never happened. It's untrue. And there are hundreds of witnesses for each thing I'm saying. Okay, Cat Williams is the comedian you just heard there, and he said he's not being messy, but that is not true, okay? He's talking on the very popular Club Shay Shay podcast, which, in case you missed this memo, it's hosted by the pro footballer turned massive media personality Shannon Sharp. When did Shannon Sharp become a massive podcaster? I don't know. No one tells me anything. What I'm trying to tell you is this conversation between Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp has had the internet in a grip, okay? Because from the very start, it was kind of clear that Cat Williams had a bit of an axe to grind. He had a sizable chunk of the conversation to air his grievances with a lot of high-profile comedians. We're talking about Kevin Hart. Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer. The it was an almost three hour conversation. It was hilarious. It was insightful, and it really was messy. Even if Cat Williams says he's not being messy, this is an interview that racked up over seven million YouTube views in the first twenty four hours. At this point, when we're speaking right now, it is at thirty million. Uh, fans and comedy critics alike have been having a field day with everything that Cat Williams said. Ashley Ray is a comedian and podcaster. She's got a lot to say about it. First and foremost your reaction to this Cat Williams interview? It was perfect. I, I'm a longtime <laughs> Cat Williams fan. I've loved him since Comic View when my mom was saying, you shouldn't be watching this. It, it's a fun interview sprinkled with some lies. <laughs> but at the heart of it, there is this truth. And I think he wanted to really showcase, hey, this, is, this isn't a journalist thing. This is a hangout where you have let people kind of lie. And so I'm going to make some jokes where I lie, but I'm going to get the truth out there. I, first, I think we have to acknowledge that like Cat Williams is not a small all-time comedian. He's not at the center of comedy, but I think there was a time when yeah. he was at the center of comedy, maybe 2006, oh, yeah. 2007 or so. You know, like I, I, I kind of remember that being yeah. like the, kind of the peak of the Cat uh, Williams era. Absolutely. Maybe like 2010. But, and but, I would say 2010, yeah. uh, you know, there were a lot of like movies and TV shows he was yes. kind of in, but I'd say he had a really big resurgence uh, when he was in Atlanta, uh, like, oh, Gosh, I think that was ooh, five or six years ago. Yes. But you won an Emmy for that. He did. And that's when people realize, oh, Kat isn't just this like comedian who works black clubs and isn't really well known. He's yeah. he's being respected. He younger comedians see what he gave to to the industry. And, you know, I think from there, he's been able to define his own path. And I think people say, well, you know, you don't, you don't have all these like Netflix deals, blah, blah, blah. 
But I know personally, I get more excited about a new Cat Williams special than a new <laughs> Dave Chappelle special. Yes. So. <laughs> what is the source of all his vitriol? So uh, it all started when Cedric the Entertainer went on Club Shay Shay. Yes. And was kind of asked about Cat and mentioned, you know, like, you know, I've always supported Cat, tried to help him out. You know, he won the Cedric the Entertainer Comedian Award like decades ago. Uh, and, you know, but, but was kind of doing the same song of, but he gets in his own way, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why he he isn't as big as he could be, you know, like you don't see him up here with me and Steve Harvey. Yeah. And Kat clearly wanted to clear the air on that because his point was just, I don't want to be Cedric or Steve Harvey. I am not trying to host Family Feud. Uh, <laughs> and... Really, it was showcasing that he does have this place in in comedy that they don't want to really admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want Cat Williams' approval. I, you know it hurt every single comedian he called out because they all <laughs> responded. Every single one was like, no, 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 that's not what really have. Every single one from <laughs> Tiffany Haddish to Kevin Hart to Ludacris. Ludacris put out a whole little rap that didn't even deny what Cat Williams said, but was just like, I have a jet, though. So... <laughs> You know, it, it was him wanting to, I think, showcase his place uh, and really also say, I'm not getting in my way. Look at you guys stealing my jokes. Yes. You got where you are because of my work. So also a big part of it was, you know, Cedric or Kat bringing up the fact that Steve and Cedric had stolen jokes from him. And in the time since the Internet has just proven he was right by putting all these clips together uh, where you absolutely see that this was a catch joke and someone just stole it who was bigger, who, you know, was able to get their foot into Hollywood. Uh, And that's really, really just irritating as a comedian. Most people think they know all they need to know about Christian rock. Whether you think it's cheesy propaganda pretending to be cool. Or if you think it's the only pop music unsullied by worldly vices. You'll find something to love on Rock That Doesn't Roll. I'm Leah Payne, author of A History of Contemporary Christian Music. And I'm Andrew Gill, a public radio producer who grew up on Christian rock. On Rock That Doesn't Roll, we're talking with people who loved Christian rock in its peak era and learning how it affected them as they grew up. Listen to Rock That Doesn't Roll wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? As you mentioned that, it is time to hear this clip. 1998, I'm doing this joke. It's on Comic View. Cedric comes to the comedy store. He watches me in the audience. He comes backstage. He tells me what a great job I did and how much he loves the joke. Two years later, he's doing that as his last joke on the Kings of Comedy. And he's doing it verbatim. He's just changed my car into a spaceship. Ashley, what was your yeah. what was your reaction to that moment? I he was absolutely right. And I think comedians know this. We pay attention, but most mm. people, you know, they're not connecting. They probably aren't gonna see some comic view thing. They just see Cedric and they're like, that's so funny. Uh and you know, in comedy back in 1998, it wasn't like today where everybody's putting everything on TikTok. You can clearly see, you know, who's stealing a joke. So for Kat, it's this. I totally understand why he's sharing this and why it feels like it's kind of breaking the rules. You're not supposed to call out other comics Uh, (laughs) when it happens. It's kind of always a big deal. The last really big time, you know, plagiarism was accused between comics 
uh, was Carlos Mencia and Joe Rogan, and that ended Carlos Mencia's career afterwards. So yeah, I was like, stories, "Who are you talking about? I don't, I don't even know who that is." Yeah. <laughs> My Mencia he had a whole TV show. Uh, there's a great Dark Side of Comedy episode about it. Go watch. Yeah. Uh, but Joe Rogan called him out, and it, it ruined his whole career. So you can imagine, like back then, if Cat had had this platform, he could have really been like, "Hey, you know, this isn't fair. This isn't right." People would be on his side. But instead, you know, they just kind of paid him off in a way. It was like, well, Kat, we all think you're funny, but I'm mm. going to take your material. So, <laughs> again, I just love that he laid it all out in a way that comedians aren't expected to do, really. It, it's a, it goes against the code, against the rules. You don't talk about your fellow comics that way. Mm. And Kat did not care. <laughs> Listen, you're in L.A. What's been the reaction in the comedy circles that you're in? Oh, I mean, yeah, everybody's talking about it. Every single person is sharing their moment of when they met Cat Williams. So it, mm. it was just, I think, such insider baseball for comedians that everybody's going to talk about it for forever. There's so many little details he shares of behind the scenes on certain movies and auditions and actors. Uh, that's just like so juicy and I mean, I'm just really shocked that it blew up with with the mainstream public. I thought this would be one of those interviews that comedians are obsessed with and everyone else is like, oh, OK, what is Club Shay Shay? But no, <laughs> everyone was like, I got to hear this. Was there a moment you think in that interview that made it sort of cross over to that wider audience? But I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking here of like the moment where he's like, ah, all these comedians, they all all these black comedians are married to white women, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and he did. And they all had this weird face and he did this yeah he said a weird face yeah. light-skinned women that's that's exact that was the phrase i'm so glad you remember the exact phrase oh i mean well there were so many key <laughs> phrases in this and i think i mean that's one reason it, it jumped over is because yeah. he's cat williams he's so good at turning a phrase he's yes. so good at it uh we got that one we got um you having an unnatural allegiance to losers is not like you <laughs> which i was like i can i can I put that on my tombstone? Is I'm like, borrowing like, that. Cat, you can come after me if you want, but I'm I'm yeah. just saying it to people. I'm just going to have that on my LinkedIn, maybe. I don't, I'm putting it everywhere. It, but there were so many gems like that because he is just so good at it. He's He knows how to just be funny. I, I appreciate that you mentioned that all these big names felt like they had to respond. You mentioned this earlier. Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, Ricky Smiley, Ludacris, they've all responded in different ways to Cat Williams and what he was saying. Uh, what stood out for you about the responses? Yeah, I mean, mostly that they don't really say he's lying. <laughs> they, they, nobody was, I mean, people kind of were like... Nobody's denying the yeah, charges. nobody can really deny the charges. Nobody kind of seems to have the evidence to go, no, Kat, you're, no, I did do that. No, I didn't steal that. You know, I think saying that Kevin Hart was a plant was obviously him exaggerating. Like I said, <laughs> throughout this interview, Kat exaggerates. He he also, I think, mostly lies about himself the most. You know, when he says he read 3,000 books at 10 years old and could speak like eight <laughs> languages, I don't believe him. When he says he can run a four-second, four 40-yard run, I was like, <laughs> I don't believe you, Kat. But I do believe you when you say, you know, maybe Kevin had a, a help, a push in the industry because he was more willing to do what white people wanted him to do. That I understand. Uh, saying ludicrous is in the Illuminati a little out there but you know i i do understand him saying ludicrous got this role that i auditioned for uh because he was willing to to just do the jokes that they had for him uh so you know again nobody came out and was like that's wrong it was always just 
yeah, well, I'm rich and you're not. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, he knew, like he said in that clip he played, he he knew there's going to be witnesses to what he's talking about. And all the witnesses are just coming out in these in these responses. So we, we've been talking about the way that uh, Cat Williams has been trending so much because of this interview. But I'm curious in terms of just like the attention that he gets. I'm curious how you think this attention is going to impact him within the comedy industry and among his peers. What, what do you think is going to be the reaction to it? I mean, I he's already, I, I think, riding this wave of a comeback. Uh, it, I mean, I, it's past a comeback. He was back. He was and back. now it's yeah. just even stronger. Uh, he has a tour, the Dark Matter tour he announced. Uh, I think people are starting to have that conversation finally of, you know what? He is on the pedestal I put Dave Chappelle yeah. on. Like, yeah. they, like, oh, this is a comic that maybe I dismiss as like a BT comic or something back in the day. And now I'm realizing how much he inspired in the industry. Uh, so I think that's amazing. Uh, he also announced that um, Kevin Hart's ex-wife who used to write his jokes will be opening for him on this tour. So I don't think he's done being messy. Um, <laughs> I think he's still in it for the drama. Uh, Tamia Hart is going to be opening. Um, and, you know, there's always been a lot of uh, rumors that she wrote a lot of the jokes that put Kevin on. And so Kat giving her that stage, he's not done taking shots at his peers. And I do think that's, again, why we'll probably never see Kat you know, starring in, in as the lead in some Netflix movie or Disney movie. He's or, not getting you know, a sex, six special Netflix deal. No, he's not going to get that. We're not going to see him, you know, in some family comedy like Eddie Murphy uh, because he's still going to be Cat Williams at the end of the day. And that was the point of this interview was, you know, he's Cat. He's always been Cat. And he got where he is and all of his success is because he never had to change who he was. And I think other comics are kind of resentful of that. You see, you know, Steve Harvey, all these other comics who had to change who they were, their personalities, their brands to make it in a, you know, white dominated Hollywood and Kat opted out and was fine. And, you know, I think that's the lesson to take away from it. Kat Williams still setting the bar for everybody else. Ashley, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Of course. To talk about mess, dude, come back <laughs> literally anytime. Thank you. Uh, always, always. <laughs> Ashley Ray is a comedian, actor, and host of the podcast TVSA. She's in Los Angeles. And you can watch, and I beg of you to watch, the entire Cat Williams interview over on Shannon Sharp's official YouTube channel. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.